Hi, welcome to Forty Cray, a podcast by a couple of thirty-something dudes whose adult lives and responsibilities have not yet eclipsed their zeal for stupid nerdy shit. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> As always, it's me, Tom, Tommy Bones, Bones Tommy Natures, and my partner Ben, Benjamin L.S. Demon. Hey, Tom. Good to be here. Was it a long week? Yeah, I could I could honestly say it's been a long week. It has, but you know, you and I were talking a little bit before this started to get our notes together. I think this is like one of my favorite things I do in a week, so I always look forward <laughs> to this conversation. That's very sad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not what I was expecting to hear, but you're not wrong. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. This is good fun. And I know we were talking a little bit beforehand. It's it's like the beginning of June. You're on the East Coast. I'm on the West Coast. Right. I'm living out of a hotel room right now while I wait for uh, my apartment to become available. And you have a lot of life changes coming up, too. Yes, yeah, still still in our temporary living situation that has become slightly more uh, longer than just temporary while we uh, plan uh, for our second child. Um, so we'll be here a little longer. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we're also looking for a place. So it was Warhammer Skulls this week. Yeah, we're, we got video game fever right now. Oh, is that what? Okay, good. I, I have a temperature. I was I was afraid it was something else. Yeah, uh, if it's over 104, see a doctor. Okay, I can't think of a joke, so I'm going to move on. I, that's the kind of, <laughs> that okay. was barely oh, one, so. <laughs> No, no, it was good. I just, uh, I guess my drink hasn't hit yet. I'm having the, the rest of my Trader Joe's single malt scotch. <laughs> Which is pretty awful. So I've mixed it with, uh, I don't know, whatever soda I had in the fridge. What's uh, what's on your beverage list today? Uh, I have Two Roads Brewing, a local brewery here in Connecticut. Uh, we've got the Honey Spot Road IPA. Gosh, every time you tell me, it always sounds so classy and sophisticated. And it's like, what are you drinking, Brand? I got Trader <laughs> Joe's liquor and ginger ale. <laughs> yeah, it's an unfiltered IPA. So there's like pulp in it? It's cloudy. With a chance of meatballs? Mm-hmm. do love a good meatball so warhammer skulls i'm not going to transition because why is <laughs> i have never have you ever heard of this before like they're like oh it's warhammer skulls oh my god what the fuck is that uh, it was formerly skulls for the skull throne is that what it's actually called yeah oh well that's way cooler <laughs> the newly renamed warhammer skulls well why not call it like Skullcon? like that's the thing like, like blizzcon you know exactly what that is warhammer skulls that could be anything warhammer related Literally anything. Warhammer Skulls could be a jewelry line. <laughs> I, I'm reading Angel Exterminatus right now and, and Perturabo, old uh, Pert. He has a skull that he uses as a clasp on a cloak. Peter Turbo. Peter Turbo. By the way, is it bad if I start to identify with him? I think that means I'm evil. You didn't You didn't know you were evil? Yeah, yeah good point. <laughs> so, so Warhammer Skulls. <laughs> this will never air. Warhammer Skulls. Is this? I guess it's annual. I guess it's called Skulls for the Skull Throne. Uh, is it annual? I don't remember it last year. Is this the first one? Not, not the first. I mean, it, it was previously known, right? So there had to have been at least one more prior. I, I know so much Warhammer shit. I have never heard of this before. You know, Tom, we, we I think, like to be fair and balanced on this show. Yep. So, you know, like a couple episodes ago, or maybe last episode, I can't read it right, we talked about Warhammer Plus, and we mentioned there's a lot of great content, but there's some challenges. And I think when it comes to Skulls, look, we're going to have some feedback about the games. Mm-hmm. But I think it's cool that we're trying to have a unified approach to the IP. Like, I, I will applaud that. It's, you know, BlizzCon is a great blueprint. I always or, or QuakeCon used to be good. There's there's other examples of stuff like that. Hopefully there's never an UbiCon because that would just be a <laughs> gross amount of lame games from Ubisoft. But anyway, the point is 
there's a blueprint for this. I like where their head's at. I just don't know if I love the lineup and how this was executed. It would be loot boxes and um, Ubicon. Yeah, it would. It would have to, you'd have to pay some amount to watch, and only 10% of viewers would actually get to see the whole thing. <laughs> you might possibly get a chance to see it. And then somehow the alcohol, gambling, and tobacco, whatever, division of the U.S. government would come in and start regulating it because it's just game. But we digress. We digress. So so let's start with Warhammer Skulls. Uh, mm-hmm. What I'm going to propose for this episode, Tom, let's, let's do a little bit of a breakdown of each of the games. As we go through, we can give a little feedback on the overall messaging and, and positioning of this event, quote-unquote mm-hmm. event. And then I'd also like at the end, I think we should give a little bit of a report card, uh, honestly, because you and I prescribed to Games Workshop how they could make some great games. And we'll see, did they take our advice? Yeah, I don't think they listened. I or don't even, yeah, I don't think or they even know we exist. <laughs> Well, in their defense, that was way back in episode four, which was January 6th. We said, please, GW, make these video games. Clearly, that uh, that fell on deaf ears. <laughs> Let's dive in, Tom. What do you think? Sounds good. So first up, we have Total War Warhammer 2, and specifically, there's a couple releases, including Beastman and, and some Lizard guys. Yeah, DLC for Total War Warhammer 2. I mean, Total War Warhammer 2 is a great game. I think I played the first one back in the day. RTSs aren't really my thing, so... Yeah, I played the first... Like, Look, it's objectively a great game. I know several people, including uh, our erstwhile guest, Phil, who comes on every now and then, who's just fucking obsessed with this game and loves it. And he's a smart guy, so if he loves it, it's good. I played the first one for hours and then realized I had barely dented it and I just got, like, (laughs) tired thinking about playing it. Because like you, yeah, RTSs... Dude, I have to think too much during the day at my job. I don't. I don't really want to think that hard and play video <laughs> too games. Much, too much brain power. Yeah. In my relaxation time. Exactly. So look, objectively an awesome game. The DLC, sure, it's cool. I like that they keep supporting it. I will say that whole piece got gravely overshadowed by the the Total War Warhammer Three stuff. Did you see that? Yes. What are your thoughts on that? The Kislev versus versus Corn. Corn. <laughs> that seemed pretty cool i think did you watch the uh scar brand trailer mm, no it was it was like a one minute 15 second it was just showing that scar brand is going to be one of the legendary heroes for the corn side no, no, no i'm thinking of something else the the giant ice bear crashing into the bloodthirster oh so that that was the tsarina katarina she's the head of kislev so they yeah. they along with skulls they released a additional trailer which shows Scarbrand who you know for for viewers that's that was the number one bloodthirster under corn until Zinch tricked him into trying to dethrone corn of course he got his butt whooped and corn was so irritated at his presumption that he grabbed Scarbrand's wings and basically threw him like miles and miles and miles and miles away <laughs> and now he's even more crazy than he was before but he is a he's like the uber bloodthirster yeah he's cool as shit so he, but it was a good video, heavy metal. But here's, I guess for me, it's, you know, I don't know if this is a fair complaint or not. I just think it's weird to have, okay, here's the game that we're still supporting. And forget about that. Here's the new game that's coming out. Yeah, that's, that's a little weird. Releasing content for a game and its prequel or predecessor. Yeah, you could download these DLC or Scar brand in the new, <laughs> even better one. You could play this Lizard Man. <laughs> or the, <laughs> the greatest bloodthirster to ever live. Or Lizardman, I got a ton. Man, man, man. He's a, he's a Torah. 
<laughs> By the way, I do like the lizard men, the, the seraphod, whatever they're called now. So I'm not yeah. trying to, but it's just like, what are you gonna go with, like, part of the blood god? You know, like which one is is gonna be <laughs> your general? Yeah. Anyway, so that's, but I think that's a theme, Tom. Like, I like what they're doing here, but it feels like quantity over quality. Yeah, I can see that. Just the, and, the sheer number of releases. Yeah, and it's it's for me. There's a little bit of I, I forgot what the psychological concept is, but as a human being, when you're given too much information or too many choices, it actually makes you unhappy. Mm-hmm. So a great example I always like to use is the bread aisle in a supermarket. <laughs> Right. Is, that, was, is that the egg bread that we went into? <laughs> we had this discussion and you were talking about the recipe and you added eggs and then had to consult with Gabriel. That oh, I remember eggs, that. Do eggs actually go in bread? So that's the thing. So if we've already talked about this, I won't like, you know, be lame and talk about it. But basically, it's just like, if I want wheat bread, there's like 80 varieties. And I have no idea what to do. And I get like, ugh, what do I do? So it's the same thing. There is a, a number of choices that people like. And then after that, it gets distracting and i think with skulls it's just a little too much i would have picked a couple or i would have put more resources into a couple really good games because i think what we're going to find much like the track record of warhammer games some are probably really cool but a lot of them are kind of like mediocre at best right and the fact that we're having the bread discussion again you know like it seems to be a running thing i think we talked about it in regard to like trying to play a Stardies and kill team yeah i don't remember the context but you remember like if you're trying to play an Stardies list where do you even start <laughs> where do you oh, yeah. start like like a new player coming into the hobby and just being overwhelmed yeah because there's like 50 different options it's like if you play thousand right. sons do you want a okay. rubric or a zangor <laughs> right i remember if you play a stars it's an eliminator an eradicator an estimator an accountant <laughs> an elucidator someone has to do the astartes taxes <laughs> yeah somebody's got it he's got that little like green visor thing <laughs> pulls a little lever on his adding machine no, no fear, brothers. We're in debt! <laughs> Who balanced this budget? All right, Warhammer Age of Sigmar Tempest Fall. <laughs> Tempest Fall. Did you uh, see this one? Yeah, the VR game. With Sigmarines. Yeah. I didn't even bother looking at the trailer. I mean, it, it looks pretty good. The The problem is, so I, I have an Oculus, which I got because of Gabrielle's work, and it's pretty great. I got the, in general, it's pretty great. I got the <laughs> Sisters of Battle game. Mm-hmm. Could not play it for more than 10 minutes without getting violently ill. <laughs> like every other game was fine. That one just kept making me sick. And that's why like, Tempest Fall looks good. When I first looked at it, the trailer, I was like, oh my gosh, are they making Skyrim and Age of Sigmar? Because that would be really cool. No, it's, it's a dumb VR game. Yeah, no, it wasn't the fact that it was a FPS. It was just that game in particular, made you sick. Oh, what? You mean that I was not excited about it? No, Sisters of Battle. No, no, it wasn't even that it was an FPS. I think it was just the way they did it in the Oculus. Like, for some reason, the movement... Like, if you're swinging a sword, you're fine, but it's when you try to move. For some reason, it makes me really motion sick. And no other game makes me motion sick. Weird. Well, because you're not moving your legs. So you have a choice. Like, in that game, you have a choice. You can either kind of, like, push the joystick, and then you'll slowly kind of move forward. Or you can kind of, like, point in a direction, and you'll warp to that place. Ah. So anyway, with with Tempest Fall, I don't really care about Sigmarines. We've talked about that in the episodes before. They're kind of boring to me. The game itself looks pretty fun. The graphics look pretty good for a VR game, but I just don't know like how many VR players there are and, and whether or not this will have the same issue as the, the Sisters of Battle game. Yep, not excited. Like I said, I didn't even look at the trailer. Okay. But I mean, you know, it's it's cool that they're trying to go to multiple platforms, but again, mm-hmm. I would much rather they come up with a good game on a mainstream platform than, than these like niche things that are probably 
cool to some corporate leader somewhere, but to most a waste of resources. Yeah, it's not really gonna. I do put the money elsewhere, guys. All right. Next up, we have there was a digital goodie bag that they released on GOG, which included Shadow of the Horned Rat. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna download that. That was I had that game on PlayStation back in the day. It was it was okay. So Shadow of the Horned Rat. If you haven't played it, it's pretty. It's not bad. It's not as good as its sequel, but it's pretty okay. Mm-hmm. Vermintide Two. They've got a new character class for Carillion. DLC for that. Um, some sort of mage. Yeah. Have you played that game at all? No. I. I Got it. So here's another thing. Like, this game has a lot of potential in my books. I really actually had quite a lot of fun playing it. It's just like a Left for Dead kind of game. So you have, like, four mm-hmm. four people in a party. You can choose from five classes. They kind of banter with each other as you fight off waves of Skaven or Chaos people. Mm-hmm. And it's actually pretty fun. My challenge was it takes up so much space on my laptop because it's, <laughs> it's kind of lazily optimized. Uh-huh. that I, I can't play it anymore. I had to delete it. It sounds like those old school like couch co-ops. You, know, you get a bunch of friends next to you. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Yeah. It is fun. And I like that they're still making content for it. I just, guys, go in there and figure out a way to make it so it's not literally 90 gigabytes because I don't have the space for that. <laughs> you specifically. But I mean, like anybody in general, like that is, that's two and a half times as much as, as other games that I, you know, I've downloaded. Right. Total War Warhammer 2, I think, was like either 40 or 50, and that was a massive game. Like this, if you have 90 gigs for this, it's it's honestly, I think it's just like you, you didn't code it effectively. 90 gigs was not an exaggeration. No, it was literally 90 gigs. Like I had to delete everything. <laughs> Granted, I got a shitty old computer, but, but yeah, no, definitely uh, fix that. But it's a fun game. <laughs> I like that they're making another career, and and Carillion, she's she's a super fun character. So more excuse to play her. That's cool. Mm-hmm. All right, you ready for next, Tom? Dark Tide. What do you think about this one? Uh, this looks cool. This is, look like, cool. Uh, is it like a similar effect to Vermintide, only in the 40K universe? That's exactly what it is. And they've got Dan Abnett now. And it looks like you can be an Ogren and a couple basically human people. I didn't watch the trailer, but I think it's awesome that they have Dan Abnett. Yeah, yeah, this was the trailer. So this looked really cool to me. The, the first person, you know, bashing people in with a thunder hammer and... <laughs> The Ogryn just basically has, like, a chopper. And some more story information. So apparently you, you're from, like, world that's infected, either, I, I think, probably by some kind of chaos taint. You're captured by the Inquisition, but they allow you, instead of just purging you, they allow you to become their agents, mm-hmm. which which is good. They mentioned that they didn't do Astartes. They did mostly regular people, except for the Ogryn, to give you a sense of dread because you're actually vulnerable. Right. I think it looks fun. And that's important. Because it's, it's harder to convey danger when you're a superhuman soldier. So I think of all of the games, this is actually probably the one I'm second most excited for. Yeah, this one looked cool. So kudos. It's kind of an FPS, but it's very Left for Dead, so it's that kind of like co-op survival. I'm looking forward to it. Don't don't blow it, guys. Make it good. <laughs> all right. Anything to add, Tom, or are we good, good to go to the next one? <laughs> Moving right along. All right, what's next? Uh, Lost Crusade. So what is this one? This is a mobile game, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to play Warhammer on your phone, go for it. And I like that the preview shows you no gameplay. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them are just cinematic trailers. You get some cool footage of Space Marines doing stuff. I will say I looked this one up online, and it's, it has been released elsewhere in the world. Mm-hmm. It's just coming to the U.S. now. Mm-hmm. And the reviews are not very good. No. It looks like on Google Play, it's got a, th- a little under three out of five. 
another website gave it a five out of ten. So depending on where you're looking, it's it's pretty mediocre. Is it just Ultramarines versus Black Legion? I know I saw Sister of Battle in the cinematic. Yeah. So there's probably a couple of folks there. It looks like some kind of turn-based, grid-based game. Mm-hmm. Yawn. Yawn. Don't care. If it, if it was, like, really good, I'd be super psyched. Right. Like, I haven't had a mobile game that I enjoyed since I got rid of Hearthstone, like, two years ago <laughs> at this point. Sure. Right. What's next? Age of Sigmar Stormground. Yes, Stormground. So this one I'm actually the most familiar with. Well, I don't know much about this one, Tom, so tell me about what makes you excited about this one. So I watch uh, Day9 on a, you know, he has a Twitch channel and, and YouTube, uh, and on, he mostly plays uh, Magic the Gathering, but on his days uh, days off he plays random games that look cool to him, and recently he did uh, Age of Sigmar Stormground, so I watched a good portion of him playing this game. Yeah, you know, it's, it's similar to... Final Fantasy Tactics, I guess, sort of grid-based combat. You know, you move your dudes around, you know, attack your enemies. But, I don't know, well, the thing that he was super impressed with was the UI UX, and just how, like, like when you move your cursor over a tile that you can move to, it tells you, like, this is raised terrain, you know, you suffer a movement penalty if you come here. Yeah, just everything was sort of uh, laid out for you. So, uh, so mixed reviews on Metacritic, mm-hmm. but, but overall... A decent number of positive reviews too yeah so you have to start as stormcast uh you play through a couple of levels and then you unlock night haunt and magikin uh, and i guess they each have their own campaigns like roguelite i guess you know you can you know add uh different units to your group warband or what the word for is in sigmar but you get uh, new equipment and stuff yeah no it seems cool i am glad this is actually one i might try out yeah. I mean, I, I still wish, and this goes, you know, again, to the quantity over quality, I would much rather they, they had one really good Final Fantasy Tactics X game that, that people could generally agree was good. Mm-hmm. So so the reviews on Steam say mostly positive, Metacritic's pretty mixed. I would love it if it was just a slam dunk instead of like, well, if you like the setting, play this game. <laughs> yeah. It's like I, I downloaded and played that Mordheim game uh, maybe a year and a half ago, and mm-hmm. it was objectively not a good game. But because I loved Mordheim, I enjoyed it. Right. But objectively, like the the UI UX, it was too complicated. It wasn't streamlined. It wasn't super fun. It was repetitive. But you know, I wanted to play Mordheim. Yeah, you make those concessions in in a lot of ways. All right. So you think you'll check this one out? I just may. Seemed intuitive. I think playing as Magakan would be fun. What about the, our next one on the list? Necromunda Hired Gun. Hired Gun. Oh, yeah, another. So first person shooters seem the seem to be the way to go. You can have a dog. <laughs> The graphics look incredible. Graphics look good. So mostly positive on Steam, quite negative on Metacritic. Uh, I, I, I pinged somebody on Reddit who was recommending this game, and they said, like, look, there's there's certainly some flaws, but it's overall a good experience. But like some of the things that are highlighted are like sound design, AI, level design. Again, like those basics that you can't overcome with with pomp and flash. Yeah. So I may play this when it gets down to like twenty bucks. Mm. And I'm I'm super bummed because it just sounds like it was so close to being really good, and then they just did not like from the ground up think about like the systems as well as they could have. Yeah, it looks like it has potential. But I'm a sucker for any game where you have a dog as your sidekick. All right, and you get a name of dog meat. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Necromunda Hired Gun. We were excited. Yeah, probably disappointing. We may check it out when it goes on sale even more. What yeah, about Blood Bowl? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I get a discount. I would do it. What about Blood Bowl Three? So Blood Bowl Three, it's 
it seems to me like they took the fast-paced excitement of a sports game and slowed it down and made it super boring and just bogged it down with menus. So so Andrew, our work expert, mm-hmm. is a big Blood Bowl 2 player Yeah, and really enjoys it. It's not my thing. Doesn't mean it's not somebody else's thing. I, I also think it's cool. Like, this is probably worth putting in, in skulls. You know what I mean? Like... I don't know if I would have put in that you're you're releasing a new DLC for a couple different games. They don't seem like to be as important as some of these other announcements, but I think this is a pretty big one for people who like the game. Mm-hmm. Not my thing, but it is definitely a lot of people's thing. Yeah. What about another 40k game, Battle Sector? Battle Sector. You got to rewatch these ones. This one I think is another kind of skirmishy Sister. RTS. Sisters versus Tyranids. Gene Steelers. Oh yeah. I think someone described this as it's like XCOM meets Warhammer, which if that's the case, that could be really cool. Okay. And actually, we in our top ten, like you know, hey, Game of Warcraft, make these games. I didn't even think about that, but like XCOM would be a really good Warhammer game. Yeah, Games Workshop do that. Yeah, but I think that's what Battle Sector is. Okay. Yeah, this looks cool. I mean, it's it's not like yes, yeah, so there's one review that said it's kind of like XCOM, but it's a little more squatty as opposed mm-hmm. to individual. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I will give it a I will give it a try. I will mm-hmm. I will wait. Well, I'm gonna wait and read reviews first because it you know it's got that 40k <laughs> ability to be absolute garbage. <laughs> or it could just be complete milk toast and fly under the radar. Yeah, like so many stupid games. <laughs> All right. So far, there's a couple that we're kind of looking forward to. So it looks like Stormground may be okay. Dark Tide looks pretty sweet. If you like Total War, then the third one's going to be good. And Battle Sector has some potential. Mm-hmm. All right. Warhammer Quest Silver Tower. Um, I thought Soul Arena was nice. Oh, yeah, you're right. I skipped Soul Arena. Maybe that was intentional, though, because this is like an auto fight one. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is another mobile game, I think. I mean, that is a really adorable, great, unclean one. <laughs> It's a Sigmar-themed auto battle, uh, idle game, idle fighter. Yeah, I don't think we even need to talk about this one, unless I'm wrong and somebody's like, oh, this is actually really good. I don't know who this is appealing to. <laughs> Guys, you know, send us a comment if you disagree. This just looks like a cash grab and is probably copying other games in this genre, which I have not even heard of. Loot boxes. Yeah, so color me disinterested. All right, next, Warhammer Quest. Tom, sorry, I'm not trying to catch you. Do you have anything on this one? No. Now we're up to Silver Tower. All right, Silver Tower, what's this one? You fought the summoner. Now step into the shadows. All right, so apparently this one's already out. So let's just see. Oh, oh, okay. Gameplay trailer. There's absolutely no gameplay trailer. Yeah, the maps have a sort of Diablo quality. Yeah, so the predecessor, it does have a Diablo quality, but it seems turn-based. Mixed reviews on Steam. Okay. Uh, looks like it's a mobile. I see 6 out of 10 on Steam. Yeah, no, don't care. If it was great, I would be interested, but it, it sounds like it's not. Yeah, next up. I mean, I'm not trying to just discount it. <laughs> I just, I'm not really a mobile game person. I know there are people who are. I know it's a huge market. Mm-hmm. I'd ra- Instead of having, like, three of them, because now we've got, like, at least two, right? Because we saw... Lost Crusade, which we, we know for a fact is not very good based on reviews, and then this yeah. one, which is probably mixed at best. Just take all the money that you're putting into these and just make one that's good. Mm-hmm. All right. 40K Shooters, Blood and Teeth. What do you think? This is my number one. This is my number one, too. <laughs> I'm so excited for this. All right. So what what gets you excited about this one? First of all, orcs. Yes. Nobody <laughs> ever has orcs being the protagonist in anything. 
<laughs> but it just made me think of uh, what was that game that we played? Bro Force. Yeah, Bro Force. <laughs> That's what made me think of. Which was pretty fun. Yeah, with orcs. And, and the art style was adorable. Mm-hmm. And this is this. I want to call this one out too because of all of the games. Like there's the autoplay, the mobile ones. They they have like kind of what is it called? Uh, warped or or uh, disfigured characters. Mm-hmm. But this this is like really over the top, not very serious, cutesy. Which Games Workshop more please. <laughs> That's Orcs' whole thing. Yeah. I think we've talked before about how the Orcs are the sort of comic relief, uh, and this really leans into it, and I love that. Yeah, and this, it also seems like it'll probably be like 20 bucks or less on Steam, get a couple friends in a room, you don't have to learn 50,000 systems, you're just having a fun <laughs> action. Yeah, Bro Force meets Contra. So this game made Warhammer Skulls worth it for me. <laughs> oh, and it's on, it's on consoles as well as it's on Switch. PS4 and 5. All right. So, Teeth, that's your number one? Yeah. All right. Next up, we got 40K Battle Sister. Battle Sister. It's a, it's a DLC. I think it's like a word mode for this game. It makes you sick. Makes me sick. Sorry, guys. <laughs> also, just for the record, like, I'm not somebody who gets sick very often. Like, I, I do roller coasters. I, I do all kinds of things. This game really made me sick. So, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I, it looks like maybe this is fun, but it's I'm just out. Okay, next, Warhammer Underworlds Online. <laughs> so, real quick, at this point, we've you and I have been talking for a long time. Games, yeah, games covered. One, two... Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, <laughs> ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. This is the fourteenth one. Sorry, no. Battle System is fourteen. Underworlds is fifteen. And we've still got God knows how many to go. Well, two more. Okay. <laughs> no, there's there's uh three more, four more, five more. Oh Jesus. Okay, yeah. Yeah. This is too much. Yeah. Wait. wait no. This We're not going to get through all of these. <laughs> Quick round. Uh, Underworlds <laughs> Online, it looks like Mordheim. The same exact yeah. game. Underworld. So it, it looks like it's going to be a mediocre turn-based game. I, I don't care. All right. Chaos, Chaos Gate Demon Hunters. Chaos Gate Demon Hunters. I think uh, Chaos Gate was, was that game that was published in 99, right? Uh, yeah, 98. Yeah, and now they're rebooting it. Grey Knights. Grey Knights versus Chaos. So, so like Battle Sector, this is yet another turn-based strategy game. Why, why make two? Why wouldn't you just combine the resources and make one really good? Although this campaign was written by Aaron Dembski Bowden. Was it? Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be even better <laughs> if you wrote both of the games. <laughs> All right, Gladius: Relics of War. Gladius Relics of War. DLC for Gladius. Okay. Uh, Warhammer. This, this, this has a 9 out of 10 on Steam. I think, oh, you know what I remember? The problem was that there's just so many expansions that to play the whole game, it's like 120 bucks. Oh, gotcha. So you're 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 priced out. Next, Warhammer Chaos and Conquest. <laughs> Karanak, that's, that's who I was thinking of before. Uh, the Named Hound. Is this another mobile game? Uh, yes. Next. Daka Squadron. It's just like Aeronautica, a video game version of Aeronautica Imperialis. Um, yes. Very positive reviews on Steam. Although first person from the point of the... Sh- well, it's like a flight simulator, right? Yeah. Okay. Not my thing, but I'm sure it would be cool for those who like that kind of thing. I'm just trying to see what's what's the... Okay, well, whatever. It seems like it's mostly okay. Again, if, if you weren't wasting all your effort on a lot of these garbage games, you could actually put some money into marketing this. So I would have seen it before. Yeah, that's that's like a new uh, con- concept. There's not a lot of you know flight sim type you know 
dogfight uh, air, air battles. So that that could be cool if given the right treatment. Okay, here's Metacritic. Okay. It could be a Doom Scythe. Oh, that's pretty cool. I, I'm going to have to give this one mixed reviews because it's good on Steam, but the only Critic review I could find says it's, it's not very good. <laughs> so go figure. All right, Mechanicus. I think this game is already out. Probably. So this is you can get the soundtrack and a different gun. Guys, it's overwhelming. Don't put it in the same press release as everything else. There's a tank in World of War, World of Tanks. World of Tanks. There's there's a corn themed ship in World of Warships. Yeah. Oh, there's more games. Inquisitor <laughs> Martyr, which was Horus Heresy Legion. Is that any good? Uh, maybe I don't know. Oh, Legions. Yeah, no, I have Legions. Uh, it's a card game, card battle is, game. Is it anywhere as good as Hearthstone? Uh, it's along the same vein, except I think you have to have your your commander, like your your character, attack the other persons until they die, and then the cards you play defend you. It's more like magic, I guess. All right, I'll look into that. But, you know, but it's the 30k setting, so yeah. There should be more games in the 30k setting. Yeah. All right, Space Hulk Tactics has mixed reviews. I think I heard this game was not very good. Martyr, I played. This is a Diablo 2 clone, or like you know, an action RPG. Mm-hmm. Not Talisman. very good. Not very good. Talisman Digital Edition. Board game. Uh, okay. Adeptus Titanicus. <laughs> All of these have like one sentence descriptions. <laughs> and then there's Necromunda Gang Skirmish. And then there's Mordheim Warband Skirmish. Yeah. Oh, you can play as a works in Mordheim. Okay. Oh, okay. But but like Again, here's App Store, Google Play, it's a mobile mobile game. So there's, there's over 20 games listed here. Of them, I think one of them will be a triple A, AAA, possibly good game, which is Dark Tide. Mm-hmm. I think some of them will be, like, I think the Teeth one, Teeth and Blood, yeah. might be good. <laughs> yeah. Everything else is kind of like a really niche game that a couple people might like. Unless Battle Sector turns out to be good, which it might. Yeah, there's a couple I've got my eye on. But out of, out of such a, a large list, it just seems like, you know why yeah i mean like if you had to bet right now tom bet your house life or death do you think any of these are going to be rated nine out of ten or above any by, of them by by a like that's the average review from actual games reviewers do you think any of them will get to nine out of ten status literally any of these games any of them even well n- not total war three because that will because <laughs> that's actually a really good game congratulations that's a good game <laughs> uh Maybe, but probably not. Yeah, if I had to bet my house, I would say no. If I had to bet my house that one of them would get an 8 out of 10 average from Metacritic, I would still say no. Mm. So so that's where we're at, right? Yeah, we've like, got a whole like, lot of mediocre. you got a whole lot of mediocre. I'd much rather you get rid of 60% of these and have one really good game. Mm. Now, granted, like from a business perspective, I'm sure you know having all of these niche games that you don't put a ton of money into, that a whole bunch of people play, maybe that makes sense. And I know the cost for really expensive games is increasingly astronomical, but I just but, I can't help but feel like you know I'm getting the ten burgers for five dollars special at McDonald's, and I know exactly what I'm getting. <laughs> but you know what? If if the game itself pulls in more money than it costs to make, then you know they're in the black. It doesn't even care. You know, it it doesn't matter. So I agree with that. I mean, honestly, I think that's what we're seeing. What I would love to be true is if we could say, hey, yes, but you're getting such a like negative hit on the IP. And from your base, from all this garbage, that at some point you're actually going to be damaging your long-term profitability. But I don't have the math to show that. All right. 
last segment. Let's do report cards. Tom, we had that episode number four where we did our, our five games we wanted games workshop to yeah. make. Did they make any of yours? So what did I have? I had uh, Dark Souls. Uh-huh. Uh, no. No, that's correct. That has not been made. Bioshock. Uh, I mean, they have a first-person shooter in the Necromunda <laughs> game. They do have an FPS. If it, I guess that would depend on the story then. You know, if it's a really sort of psychological. No, it, it, the story appears to be garbage. Okay, so then no. Okay. Um, <laughs> I had WrestleMania 2000, uh, and uh, no, no, they, they did not make that. Or any fighting game. Yeah, wasted opportunity there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, no. No. And what was my last one? Final Fantasy, no, no. Final no, Fantasy no. Seven, yeah, you had that one. Uh, similar to Tactics, I guess. Was it Stormfront? So you want to give him a half credit for that one? I'll give him a half credit. 0. 0.5 out of 5. Okay, so that would be a 10%. <laughs> All right. I had uh, Bloodborne, so no. Uh, Diablo 2. Possibly. I mean, they had Inquisitor Martyr, but I've already kind of talked about, I, I didn't consider that a Diablo. Yeah. Uh, Chrono Trigger, so again, just like an RPG, and the answer is, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a half for having something that's RPG-y, but I'm being Action nice. RPG. Yeah, I had I had WCWNWO Revenge, uh, so nothing even remotely close. And then, um, so Resident Evil 2 slash 4, what I was looking for is a survival horror game where there's resource management, inventory management, and persistent dread. Yeah. And I think Darktide is very clearly a Left for Dead clone, not a Resident Evil clone. Mm. But I will give you half credit because it is, with the characters you're making, there will at least be persistent dread. Yeah, so, so it's I'll, so, so easy to do in the universe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they get a 15% on the 40 Cray report card. <laughs> There's a couple of guys that we don't know exist, but we have to make video games that accommodate them. <laughs> and to be clear, I don't think we're, we're suggesting that we would give <laughs> Warhammer Skulls a 15%. I'd, I'd probably give it a, uh, a C plus or a low B. Mm-hmm. Definitely some things that I'm going to check out now that I wouldn't have known about otherwise in closing so we are really excited because we reached out to a very prominent member of the warhammer community the fan community and that person has agreed to talk to us about their work no spoilers no spoilers it's a big name we're really really excited uh i'm just a fan of this person and, and their work so so i just to even have a conversation is gift enough but that's what you can look forward to in a future episode. Otherwise, Tom, we're just going to keep trekking and trying to get through the long weeks, right? As always. So mash that like and subscribe button. And suck it. Bye, good night. Going to fabulous Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Put it down. Punch it out. You better let it just stick Keep your sticks on the ice. It's Mikito and Espanola. But, you know, when we think about fatherly approach, it's going to be a terrible segue. We also think about what dads like to do, and they like to play video games, Tom. Speaking of fatherly approaches, Games Workshop. Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. (laughs) Speaking of fatherly, speaking of the patriarchy.